0: Welcome to the Shifting with Marley podcast. I'm Marley. Thank you for joining me wherever you are. All that I ask of you, the listener, is to have an open mind and an open heart. And in return, I offer you myself. Today, we are going to talk about what it means to stand in your full power. We talked about activating your power back in episode 11, but today we are going to dive into embodying your power, the next step in the journey, living each day from your seat of power, embodying your full light, returning to yourself again and again. It requires awareness, compassion, and a willingness to let go. Here to guide us on this journey today is Lizzie McDonald. Lizzie is a spiritual teacher, healer, certified social worker, and medicine woman. Welcome, Lizzie. Hi. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm very grateful. I'm grateful as well. Can you let people know where they can connect with you?
1: Sure. You can connect with me through social media. My Instagram handle is underscore Lizzie underscore McDonald underscore, or on my website, which is www.lizziemcdonald.com. And that's Lizzie with a Y, L-I-Z-Z-Y.
0: Great. So Lizzie, before we talk about embodying our full power, let's talk about what it means to give our power away. Can you give us some common examples of giving our power away? Yes. Anytime we outsource we give our power away.
1: And what is outsourcing? I think one of the most common ways we outsource is when we outsource for love or validation. I mean, of course, we all need and want to be loved and validated. There's nothing wrong with that. Of course, that's why it's important to know our needs and communicate them. I think it's really in that unconscious outsourcing (laughs) that we give our power away the most. When we abandon ourselves for someone's approval, for someone's love, when we people please, when the actions that we're doing and taking are not because we're authentically expressing ourselves, but because we're seeking a result. We're seeking a result that comes to us from the external. Those are the main ones that come to mind to start us out.
0: And what does it feel like when we give our power away?
1: Well, you're definitely not seated in the seat of your throne of your center, as you mentioned in our intro so eloquently. When we give our power away, I'm a very visual person and I see it like this. When we give our power away, it's like we send out a lasso. <laughs> we send out a lasso, like we're trying to lasso something that we need to bring bring into ourselves to be okay. So when, when we're outsourcing, when we're sending our power away, instead of sort of reaching into to the depths of who we are, reaching into our connection to earth, reaching into our own divinity we're sending that lasso out or, or this hook out to, to sort of fish for or, or bring something back in that's gonna ultimately make us feel okay. But the, the, the tricky part of that is, is you really have no control of, of what's happening in the world outside of, around you. So, you know, if you don't fish or lasso that thing and, and bring it in, you're not gonna be okay.
0: Yeah, I love that. And really we give our power away all the freaking time. Mm, mm -hmm. Why do we give our power away so easily, Lizzie? Because we're not grounded.
1: (laughs) We're not we're not touched down to the truth and wisdom that the earth has us, that we have ourselves, that we can meet our own needs, and that we're wise enough to invite choice people into our inner circle who can help us do that.
0: And does trauma play a role also in giving our power away? Absolutely. I'd say one of the main
1: predispositions of giving one's power away is trauma. We witness our our parents do it. We witness our caregivers do it. We witness celebrities do it in love movies. (laughs) We witness love songs on the radio talking about how like, I'm never going to be okay if you don't call me back. Like, no. (laughs) Actually, you would need to figure out how to be okay if that other person doesn't call you back because your worth does not hinge on what anybody else thinks about you. So yeah, it's not just trauma. It's it's just simple cultural programming. It's capitalism, <laughs> it's consumerism. Like, damn, our whole um our whole economy floats on the fact that people give their power away.
0: Mm. So we're up really. against a lot. <laughs> we are. That really, really resonates. It's and it's often a trauma response. And we are all just out here looking for love and acceptance. But it's time to come back to ourselves mm. and give ourselves the love and acceptance that we are seeking. Definitely. And I'll I'll always add this caveat because I see in
1: you know the mainstream pop psychology world there's this narrative of you have everything you need everything i need is within me and i agree with that and we do need the external so this journey of sovereignty and self love and self worth we really need to hone our discernment to know who and what are the are the things that we can choose to let in to help us get there And also accept we may not even get there by the time we die. (laughs) Like you might depart this earth like 60% sovereign and that's still good because you probably, you know, started your sovereignty journey at like 10%, but we need, you know, we do, we do need that feedback from the outside world to help us, to help us become more sovereign. And I say that because I've been there and I've seen so many other people putting pressure on themselves to divest from validation, divest from support, divest from having their um needs met externally. And and that's not that's not the way. That's not the way that we create the safety within us that enables sovereignty.
0: Mm-hmm. And and so what is the way?
1: Big question. The way to sovereignty, the first thing that comes to mind is free the mind, <laughs> simply mm-hmm. just noticing that all of these messages we're getting and that we've been programmed with throughout our lives are built on this notion of, of giving your power away, mm-hmm. listening to authority, not trusting yourself, not thinking for yourself, needing to, to mold yourself or shape yourself or shift yourself to be loved, to be worthy. I think it just starts with noticing that and then bringing it into the personal. How and where do you do that? I think most people notice it in their most intimate relationships or at work uh, because work and love are two places that we really seek and crave that that validation. And of course, sovereignty just, isn't just about validation. I hear myself saying that word a lot. I just think it's a good entry point to understanding what we're talking about here. Yeah, so you notice the ways you're programmed. You see, first you need to see how you've given up the space of your mind. You know, we use this word pay attention, you know, paying our mind. Like what what are we literally paying our mind to? <laughs> you know, what, what's taking up the space of our mind? What have we rented out the space of our mind to? It's kind of starting to begin by noticing that and then bringing it into the personal.
0: So awareness,
1: awareness, yeah. Awareness,
0: awareness, consciousness of how we're being systematically impacted and where we're giving our power away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the next logical step is calling back our power right? Can you yeah. share with us some tips or tools for calling back our power where we've given it away? Yes. I lead this meditation I really
1: love, which supports people to connect to their ground. So like you said, first step is awareness, consciousness, second steps, bringing it into the personal. So, so when you've noticed you you're giving your power away you know, the next step is right. Like you said, how do I call it back? What do I do about it? Well, are you grounded? I'm sure you have talked about that on some episodes on your podcast, but you know, you want to have your feet grounded in the earth. You want to have your roots down. And then you want to make sure you're also connected to source, your own personal channel to source. Every single person has their own unique direct channel to source. You know, a lot of times people are hooking into someone else's channel to source. They have a guru, they have a spiritual teacher who's not supporting them to be able to to connect into their own channel of divinity. So first you want to make sure that, that, that you're embodied, that you're physically sovereign, that you're physically in this bubble of your power, your divine creatorship. And you do that by grounding, connected to the heavens. You know, you draw, you visualize your bubble around you. You call your energy into this bubble because sometimes our energy travels out. It goes different places and you don't need to know where it is or why at this moment. You just only need that pure intention to call it in and then you want to connect to your center. And um, you know, I invite listeners right now and and we can do it, you and I, Marley, just connecting for a moment to where our center is in this moment. And it can move. I've felt my center in different parts of my body. Just tuning into your center, feeling that core essence of who you are. You need to be connected to the core essence of who you are. Because that's your power. Then, once you've once you've activated this core, this the center of your being, and you're grounded, you're in your sovereign energy bubble. You can tune in in your in your vision mind to where you're hooked in to to other places, people, or, or things, and you can just visualize yourself unhooking. And here again, if you're not a visual person, just the intention alone of calling back your cords that are hooked into other things to derive power is enough. And then you also want to unhook anybody from you because other people, places, and things plug into us as well. We make these unconscious (laughs) contracts and entanglements with people, places, and things every day. And we will. There's nothing wrong with that. Like The habits of doing that run so deep. So doing this practice of unhooking yourself and unhooking others from you is really, really subtle and gentle. The reason it's so good is because it gives you this moment of feeling what it feels like to be sovereign. So then you're cultivating this awareness so that you can discern in other moments of your life. You can be like, oh, hey, I'm not feeling very sovereign right now. <laughs> um, and then, And then you notice. And then you notice. Yeah. So that's how I like to call my energy back in. And if I'm feeling like super triggered or reactive, I will go to that practice as a starting point. And then I'll check in with myself. I'll say, what's going on here? Oh, look, I really want this person to like me. (laughs) So I'm betraying myself and my true needs and desires for, you know, or some illusion of love that I'm going to get from them if I do these things or whatever it is. I I think that's a super common one. So
0: most people can relate. Lizzie, thank you. That is so powerful. And I'd like to share along the lines of visualization, one that I have been doing, a visualization I've been doing every day, because this is something I've been working on myself, calling back my power. So I'll share it with you now. Mm -hmm. It's nice and quick and simple. So close your eyes and visualize yourself out in nature, maybe in a forest or a beautiful meadow. Feel your feet on the ground and look down to your heart. Visualize strings coming out of your heart and leading away from you. And then grab onto those strings with both your hands and pull them back into your heart. Keep pulling until you reach the end of the strings where there is a tiny ball of light. Each of these strings and balls of light are your power, your light that you've given away. Pull them now back into your heart and see your heart glowing. Now open your eyes. I find that to be really powerful That
1: was so good. (laughs) I love that.
0: So Lizzie, now that we've covered where and why and how we give our power away and some tools to bring our power back, let's talk about boundaries.
1: That's the perfect next segue because just when you finished that meditation, I saw those balls of light. I pulled them in. They illuminated my field and they made me, right? That became my boundary.
0: Yes. I love uh,
1: that. And how do boundaries play
0: a role in giving our power away and also calling our power back? Where do boundaries play in? Well, we can't have boundaries if we're giving our power away
1: all the time. (laughs) and you know there's this other this other part of sovereignty you know what is the definition of sovereignty i'd have to look it up in the dictionary to tell you exactly but i know that it's about being a divine creator it's about being a ruler of your reality um you know a queen is the sovereign queen of the nation she sets the tone she creates the boundaries she creates the reality as it unfolds in the kingdom and That can only be done with clear boundaries. One of my favorite lines that I say a lot in my teaching is, well, boundaries create the boundaries of reality. (laughs) Actually, the mantra that I say is intentions create the boundaries of our reality. Um, They both mean the same thing. So we compromise our boundaries when when we give our power away. We compromise our boundaries when when we outsource for power, we we just can't, we can't have them. We can't uphold them. We let things happen to us. We let people do things that we're not okay with that don't feel good in our bodies. Things that are nos we let in because we just want that thing. We want to feel safe. We want to feel secure. You know, the funny thing is, is that we're actually those, the safety and security that we're receiving in those exchanges is illusory. It's not real. It's like a drug (laughs) fills us up just enough to keep going. You know, when when we stop doing that, it's hard. It's like quitting drugs in a way. And saying, oh my God, am I supposed to like trust now that I'm somehow going to feel safe and secure in love if I divest from all of these habits and patterns and energetic contracts that I've created over these years of my life to have this? Um, you know, that's the letting go. That's the trust. That's the surrender that that the universe is going to have our back and that we possess the capacity within ourselves to get those things in healthy ways.
0: Boundaries are Everything. They're so important. They're so Mm -hmm. important. And we all walk around caring so much all the time. And boundaries really help energetically lighten the load a little bit. Definitely. So, Lizzie, how about this? What does it look like to have strong boundaries? And how does that Mm -hmm. help us stand in our power?
1: What it looks like to have strong boundaries is we, one, the precursor to that is knowing what we want and what we don't want, what feels good and what doesn't feel good. You have to know what a yes feels like in your body and what a no feels like in your body. And I'll just share a quick little exercise for that right now, because some people listening might not know. So you could just close your eyes and you're in a restaurant at this fine dining place. It's the exact type of restaurant that's your favorite kind. And the waiter or waitress is coming towards you with this covered plate of food and they walk in front of you and they open it and it's all your favorite things. It's just tune into how your body feels and the sensations of being at this feast of Mm -hmm. splendor. Okay. Now we're going to reset that. Again, you're in a restaurant It seems to be this restaurant that, you know, is the best one you'd ever want to be at. And the waiter's coming with the covered plate of food and they bring it in front of you and they open it up and it's a pile of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Right. You you had the visceral, like, no, that's the somatic wisdom of your body. (laughs) You need to know what the no is and what the yes is and you need to catch it before your thoughts start going so that you can know what it is that that you want and don't want before you enter into all of those patterns that lead you down a different road. So no means no. You don't do the things you don't want to do, even if that means somebody isn't going to like you about it, even if that means someone's going to have a tantrum about it. Even if there's a risk that conflict will ensue, you are making decisions that are anchored and grounded in your ultimate truth that does not hinge on what's going to happen next, which is terrifying because most of us aren't doing that because we are terrified of what's going to happen next. We feel like we're going to break down if somebody doesn't like or love us because well, we might not be totally secure in ourselves or we're completely conflict avoidant. You know, These things come back to the trauma of our upbringing, but also just come back simply to the programming of our society that we derive our sense of worth from if other people think we're good, if other people like us, if other people think we're doing a good job. So being really clear in your boundaries means you've gotten to a point where you know you're good you know that you're worthy. You know that your love in your in your sicko shadows too, because everybody's got them. That's sovereignty. That's clear boundaries. And um the great side effect of that is when you do it, even though there may be that glitch where things kind of can explode and people who you've been acting a certain way with forever might not like it, and someone might not like you, you might lose. Friends, you might lose standing. You're also going to become this fortified magnetic ball of light, more powerful than you've ever been and imagined that's going to attract your people. This comes back to where I was going with the bound, you know, clear boundaries create the boundaries of the reality you, that you want for yourself. You know, you become this magnetic field when you set these boundaries that attracts and calls in. What resonates with your truth and authentic self? The other stuff falls away. The other stuff falls away. You didn't need it. And then you have this incredible revelation where you're like, man, I didn't need that. And I'm okay. Not only am I okay, but now I'm better. I'm better. And a lot of people get stuck right before this cuz they think I need to completely understand like why am I outsourcing? Why do I feel worthless? Why do I blah blah blah. And I just like to challenge people to to knock that off for a second. Like you you don't need to know. If you you're just obsessing. <laughs> like just try. Just try a few times to set the boundaries and see how your reality shifts. You know, take the risk the suffering of remaining in the paradigm of no sovereignty is so much worse than the momentary suffering. I wouldn't even call it suffering. It's just the momentary like conflict, right? That happens when you say no, or when you say yes, just whatever it is from, from that pure truth
0: outside of, of what,
1: you know, what you think you need to do or who you need to be.
0: Yes, Lizzie. Uh, Boundaries help keep our power too. So we're not walking around giving it away all the time, right? Right.
1: I mean, the reason that you attract, you know, magnify this beautiful reality forward when you have the boundaries, it's because you have all your power. Your power is what creates. If it's dispersed because you're in these like outsourced entanglements with the world around you then you're you're drained you're you're not creating at the potential that you can.
0: Lizzie that was so beautiful. So what are some boundary setting practices that you can recommend for us today? Hmm. Again this one comes back to the awareness. I mean
1: first you need to just you could say right now I want that I want to be in my power. I don't know how. I don't know what that's going to mean for me. I'm hearing this. I want it. I like it. Where do I start? Well, you start by setting that intention because your intention is a boundary. When you set an intention, when you say, universe, I want this thing. Help me with it. I'm ready to be in my sovereign power. You are setting a boundary in that moment. And all you need to do is really... Allow yourself to receive the unfoldings that happen after that. Um, If you do that, you're going to start having more consciousness about where you give your power away. And um, that awareness is going to support you to make empowered forward action. So, so really that that's what my recommendation would be. Write it down, put it in a notebook, make it an affirmation, make a prayer, say you're ready. If you're already on this journey, say say you're more ready, you're ready for the next level of boundaries, you're ready to see. You're ready to see where you're giving your power away and you will. And then once you see it, you know, get a notebook. You could dedicate a notebook to, to writing down where you're doing it. And then, and then again, opening yourself to receive the guidance about what to do about that. It could be as simple as saying, no, it could be as simple as realizing, oh my God, look at this thing that I participate in every day. I had no idea that I hate it. I don't even want to be doing this. I've been on this journey a long time and I still have those aha moments where I'm like, man, I just woke up today and I realized that (laughs) I've been doing this thing automatically for five years that I don't even like. I'm not going to do it anymore. You know, I I just had this. I was seeing clients at night after I put my daughter to sleep. I have a four-year-old, except there's no reason I need to see clients at night. I could see them during my office hours during the day. I just wanted to accommodate other people's schedule. Wouldn't that be nice? Isn't that so nice? I'm a nice person. <laughs> but I hate it. I don't want to do anything after I put my daughter to bed. I want to veg. And I just I just didn't even I just didn't even know how much. I was giving my power away by doing that until I noticed that I was getting resentful. I was getting resentful towards the clients that I was seeing at that time of night. And that gave me the consciousness to realize that it was just something I didn't want to do. Quick thing about resentment. Resentment is always an indication that we have violated our own boundaries. So that's another one. People, another tip tool, people look at where you're feeling resentful because your resentment has nothing to do, well, of course it has to do with the other person, but it starts with you violating your own boundary. And it might be a boundary you don't even know that you need. So that would be another tip is to look at your resentments and um, whittle down to what you're doing that's out of standard with your own authenticity and then shift it. Of course, then when you go to shift it, sorry. (laughs) So many steps here. When you go to shift it, you're going to come head to head with why you're doing that thing. And that could require some therapeutic support. There's lots of healers and coaches out there that can help with that. Myself included.
0: Lizzie, that was amazing I think that'll really help people bring awareness um, and help set boundaries and I also just want to share another visualization because this is something I do to help keep my boundaries strong and I do it multiple times a day because it's just so quick and easy um, is I, I visualize a bubble of light around me like you mm-hmm. mentioned earlier a little protective bubble to help keep my energetic boundaries strong. So simple, so easy, so clear.
1: These energy hygiene practices are crucial. And they're so quick.
0: Yes, absolutely. So Lizzie, moving on now to Mm -hmm. standing in our full power. We've brought awareness to where we give it away and we've called our power back and we've set our boundaries. Now, what does it mean to stand in our full power and what does it feel like to embody our full power each day? Something came forth to touch on that will lead up to this
1: that i didn't mention that's just coming through super clear right now that we compromise our boundaries because of our wounds so when we're standing in our our full power we're not reacting from our wounds we've identified what they are through this journey of learning how we give our power away and where we don't have boundaries that's that's how we discover the wounds right and then of course we we have to care for them we need to we need to figure out how to give to ourselves and who the right people are to invite and to help us with that. And then we can, then we can start standing in our power and it's not, it's not hard anymore. It's not hard anymore because those wounds are not like gaping and bleeding and needy and greedy. Not that either of those things are bad by the way. So when we're really standing in our power, we're responding to life Versus reacting from this empowered place. Obviously empowered is in in our power. It feels like waking up, opening your eyes (laughs) and knowing in every cell of your body that the first thoughts and energy you bring forth to your day are going to set the terms and conditions for how it will unfold. It's it's knowing in every cell of your body that you're responsible. You are the creator. And that's what it feels like. Now, does that mean <laughs> bad things aren't going to happen? No. You know, we are these divine creators, and we're also at the will of a universal force that's far beyond us, which is why it's so important that that many of us, become sovereign because our power to co-create will shift these outer forces. But yes, when you wake up and you're in your power, if something in your micro world goes wrong, you can look at it and say, this is perfect. Look, this thing that's happening is giving me the wisdom and information I need to get even more in my power. Ugh, I must have had a blind spot. Here's another wound or part of me that needs my help or attention. And I have the skills. I have the skills. I have the grace. I have the resources to meet myself there so that I can stop giving my power away there. Call my power in so that I can become an even more powerful creator. She makes me think like, well, why do we want to be like creating? Well, because it feels good. <laughs> it feels way better than being a victim to
0: life and i imagine you're in that full body yes a lot more when you're standing in your power yeah and you can experience pleasure and you can be
1: present you know you can you can exist in the vastness of of space and beauty that that we are privileged to experience here on this beautiful planet
0: wow Lizzie, I felt like you were uniquely qualified to answer that question, since I know (laughs) you've been navigating this in your own life as you step full-time into your business.
1: Yes. Yeah. I definitely had to call back my power to to go full-time
0: as an entrepreneur. Are there any daily practices you recommend to help embody your power? Just daily energy hygiene should never be missed.
1: Coming back to your center, connecting to your center, grounding down to your center. I mean, I just said the same thing four times. I could say it 10 more times because that's how important it is. So underestimated. Calling in your energy and grounding. I mean, that's really it. People skip those steps.
0: And embodiment Mm -hmm. is also about being intentional with everything we do, right? And not making Mm -hmm. choices just out of habit.
1: Right. Yeah, I would say in addition to that energy hygiene, it's the seeing. It's the seeing and noticing the things you do, the habits you have, the habits of thinking, the beliefs you hold. Because beliefs are ways that we give our power away. You know, like if we're using the lens of of me shifting into running my business full time as a single mother, (laughs) overcoming my thinking about that was one of the hardest parts overcoming the thoughts we have that, that hold us back from, from doing and being the things that we want to. So we need to notice that we need to keep our eyes open. And when you come into your center, you come more into your body, things slow down. You got to slow down.
0: Absolutely. And along those lines, let's just Give some time to sovereignty. I know we've mm-hmm. talked about it, but how does sovereignty relate to this whole conversation? I think sovereignty is
1: the ultimate goal. Sovereignty is the ultimate goal that each and every one of us step into the full potential we have to create and co create a world of love, joy, peace, pleasure embodiment. The only way we can do that is by becoming sovereign, by (laughs) divesting from all the ways we give our power away and becoming the creators. That's how we change ourselves. That's how we bring heaven to earth. That's how we shift collectively into the new reality. It is the goal.
0: Mm, The ultimate goal. Yeah. And there's nothing selfish about it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I agree. And a way I like to think about sovereignty is that sovereignty is the intersection of self-worth, self-love, self-confidence, and trust. Absolutely, yeah. So to help embody sovereignty, Lizzie, what are some ways we can increase our self-worth and self-love? I think that one really comes
1: back to giving the wounded parts of ourselves what they need that could probably be a whole other episode that i'd love to do sometime because that's a big facet of my work too is this parts work looking at the wounded parts holding space for them hearing them witnessing them and what they need and then giving that to them from our own wise centers you know sovereignty is the goal and That's how we get there. And that journey of healing the wounded parts is so important because so much of the hatred and chaos and corruption and evil in this world comes back to things being run by the wounds, the wounds of every nation, every country, every family, every individual. I mean, ooh. We are at a max threshold with that, which we needed to get to because now what's happening? These shifts are happening. People are are facing these wounds because there's no room for anymore. And you know, the earth is letting us know that loud and clear <laughs> as she quakes and erupts and COVIDs our asses. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, Lizzie. And I also I just want to say that this practice of sovereignty and raising your self-worth and your self-love, it is a lifelong practice.
1: A hundred percent. This is is a a lifelong practice for sure. And you will also reap instant benefits from every little bit that you take on or that you, is it you take it on or is it that
0: you let go of? (laughs) Both. (laughs) Both. You take on the power, you let go of the other stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. And I just want to share an affirmation here because um, it, mm. it's simple and it's something that I've started saying this year and it really brings a smile to my face. So I want to share it today. Mm. The affirmation is I stand in my power as a sovereign being. Mm. I just love that. So I wanted to share. That
1: feels really good. Gives me the chills.
0: Yeah, me too. I stand in my power
1: as a sovereign being. And you can say that anytime, right? It can be as simple as flipping a switch, right? We get so like bogged down in the thinking and analysis of these things, but a shift can be as simple as flipping a switch. When you're noticing you're giving your power away, you could just say that. Standing in my power as a sovereign being, just by saying that you're declaring, you're setting the boundaries. (laughs) Yes. And of course you can't bypass everything, but you know, many people on this path have already done the work. Like some of us have reclaimed these parts and are, we're just stuck in the body and nervous system habit of giving the power away, but we've already done the deep healing work. and, And that's when all you need to do is flip the switch. You flip it, you flip it, you flip it, you flip it every time you notice. And that's how you make a habit. So, yeah.
0: Lizzie, just thank you so, so much for being here today and sharing your wisdom and your laughter. I'd Mm -hmm. like to end today by asking you a big question, because I think it's important to keep our focus on our dreams, our imagination, and the better world we are trying to build. So my question for you is, what would the world look like if more of us truly embodied our power? Man, everybody would be doing what they love
1: everybody would be serving their authentic purpose. Like you would be doing your dream job and we'd all be just supporting each other, (laughs) shining our brightest light. There would be way more joy, way more love. There'd be reciprocity. The earth would be healthier and cleaner our bodies would be healthier and cleaner because we wouldn't be so stressed from the toll it takes on us to not be authentic. Like I'd say most people don't realize that like a lot of their illness and dis-ease comes from not being authentic, <laughs> not even knowing what that means. I think what what stands out to me most in this moment with that question is this piece of, of everybody. Being who they are, doing what they love and, and being nurtured and abundant in that. That's you know, that's the new earth. And I'm here. I'm actually here in the new earth. And my purpose right now is to just grab the hands of <laughs> folks who are like, okay, I'm ready. Pull them on through here. We're I'm here, I'm anchoring it in. We're anchoring it in this um this new reality where that is a truth. Sovereignty is a truth. Embodying divine purpose and authenticity is a a truth, an absolute. Loving, respecting, nurturing the earth is a truth. Reciprocity is a truth.
0: You are powerful. Mm -hmm. You are important. It's time to step into your full power. It's time to shine your light. Every one of us is needed now. I'll end today with a quote from Lizzie. We are building a new blueprint rooted in sovereignty, worth, value, and love. And with that, the heart softens and opens a little more. We'll see you there.